Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> I mean, it's your podcast, so you dropped that topic. Oh, I don't know. I just, I'm just fucking just confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell the story of your confusion? Sure, yeah. So, like, what was it? Two nights ago, for I was having this dream, right? I can't remember what the dream was about, but in the dream, I was me. Yeah. Uh, like in real life. <laughs> and I woke up. In the dream, I was having a pain in my chest, like a serious pain in the chest. Yeah. And I woke up to... I was like, oh, I want to wake up from this dream so I don't have this pain anymore. And I woke up to the same pain in real life. And I was like, oh, this sucks. It was like a sort of stabbing, also a burning feeling in the chest. Yeah. It wasn't nice at all. I was like, I need this to not be happening. And it went on for like a good 40 minutes. And then I wake you up. Yes, I have been woken up. And you take, you can continue the story from there. Well, um, I've been woken up. And you, you're just like, yeah, so I have this, like, pain in my chest. And I was, like, very confused what's happening. And then um, I thought, like, you, you just woke up. It's been going for, like, maybe five, ten minutes. So I'm like, oh, have you tried lying down, like, flat or something? And then you, you told me that you've been, like, walking around the room and lying on the floor and doing stuff. And it's been going for, like, 45 minutes. I'm like okay this is this is yeah. stressful this is worrying it should not be happening and uh, i've been thinking of like should we call 999 and then you're like mm, i think i should call 111 so i'm like yes Let, let's let's do that and, and then yeah so we call 111 and then the dude is like oh um i'll refer you to an- another person and by this point it's like an hour and a half this has been going on for so i think well Right, and then he he says that the, the, some lady from some out of out of hours professional is going to ring me after two hours, and and then I just fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Before she rings, 
and I wake up to the sound of the phone ringing, which is her, and it's gone. <laughs> Not fully gone, but like, just sort of still, still like a feeling that there was something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you said, it went from, what, like eight out of ten pain to like three out of ten. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah. I mean, your mum thinks it's a muscle spasm. I don't think it was that. My mum thinks it's a thyroid kind of disease. Should we ask the viewers what their mums think? (laughs) (laughs) What your mum thinks it is. Yeah, everyone's mum is a... Everyone's mum is a... uh, I mean, I thought you were dying and you were having a heart attack um, fully on. Because I started reading about it and, like, when you Google... Oh, um know ache in the chest area it's like heart attack and then you read about uh if you smoke (laughs) then there's a possibility of it like being higher and blah 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 blah. and i'm like okay he smokes (laughs) he's about to die now well the thing is it was like so it was it was dark it was in the middle of the night and i wake up to this feeling so i'm like well let's google it and i'm standing up looking at my phone bleary-eyed and it says, like, you're having a heart attack. That's, like, the first thing it says. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I start... And one of the things is, like, anxiety and, and having a panic attack, feeling like you're having a panic attack. So I'm like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Therefore, it must be... um, It must be the heart attack that's caught. And my hands started swaying. I was like, hang on a second. I'm 26 years old. I'm not having a heart attack. Like, I decided that I wasn't. It was a self-fulfilling feeling yeah. of, like, panic because I've been told by my phone... That I'm having a heart attack. I mean, there is a possibility that whatever was happening in that dream caused you to have like um unconscious panic attack because panic attacks also cause like massive chest aches, you know. Mm. So there is a possibility that it was like anxiety related. Um, to be fair, that would be probably second best case scenario. First one would be your mum being right and you having a muscle spasm. Uh, yeah, but like, should it have hurt? It, w- it was like painful. No, yeah, but yeah. I mean, anxiety can cause painful, painful, like, you know, muscle spasms, especially in the chest area. Also makes you feel like you can't breathe and this like feeling about like you're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's, but there's been no solution. I had to go for a, what was it called? Um, some ECG, kind of an yeah. ECG scan, which is very weird. And she, the lady goes, "Have you had one of these before?" I'm like, "I don't even know what one of these is. <laughs> you need to tell me what it is." Um, so that was that was like five minutes of my day today, and I got to go for a blood test tomorrow. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? What is happening? I've never had to. I've never been to. You know, I've never been in hospital in my life. Really? No. Jesus. Like, never? No. Have you never had, like, a broken bone or anything? No. Never broken anything? I've never had any health problems? Because all you do is sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too. I'm always too asleep to have health problems. But that's what happened this time. I was sleeping so hard. That your health problems finally got you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, let's change the topic. We've, we've done the, me. Yeah. Let's talk about you. Oh, no. So, what, um... Tell us about your your never-ending struggle to find somewhere to live as a foreigner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so 
Is this about moaning about life struggles? That's what this podcast has always been, okay. and I don't intend to change it now. Okay, great. So, um, if you couldn't tell, I'm an I'm a foreigner. <laughs> Could you tell? I know that, but the Do listeners you? don't. No, yeah, I've I've uh, I learned that after the seventh time of meeting you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, small digression. The first time I've ever met Kate, our like mutual friend Kate. Um, she didn't know that I was Polish. She knew about me existing, but she didn't know I was Polish. Yeah. And I asked, like, we talked once um, when she first met me. She was like, I knew who you were, but I just didn't know how Polish you were. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, you were sitting there. And then I said, like, hi to you. And then you responded and we started talking. And that's how I learned how Polish you were. And I'm like... <laughs> what well, did she think you were this high octane, only speaks Polish, Polish person before then? What did she know? What did that mean? She didn't. She, no, she thought in, you didn't speak English. Uh, no, no, no. It's more about um, she didn't know that I was Polish, so she had my accent and she was like, "Wait a second, she's not English." Um, but yeah. So okay, that was just a small digression of me having an accent. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously, it's not something that people already picked up on. Um, but yeah, so I'm Polish, and um, so there's this huge thing for, for when you're a foreigner in a in a country that just exited the um, European Union. Yeah. <laughs> that um, they don't really trust you to have money, which is fair enough. I don't have any. Um, mm. <laughs> um, basically, if you're trying to find a place to live, they are like. Well, I hope you're working five, 55 hours a week at least because that's the only way you could afford living in my one bedroom. No, sorry, like six bedroom house share with 40 others people, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and I don't work 55 hours a week because I want to have a life. So at the moment I'm working like four days a week. Um, but I'm working still within 35 to 40 hours. It's just I, I wanted to work longer shifts, but throughout less days. But even though I'm still working like full-time hours, um, because I'm working four days, it is considered for most um, like letting agents as I am working part-time. Yeah. So here I am being a 22-year-old foreigner, working part-time in a sh- coffee shop because I work for Costa. And um, they're like, yeah, so you need a guarantor. The issue is, if you haven't picked up on it, I'm a foreigner on my own in this country. So I don't have a guarantor because I uh, don't have anyone whose income is higher than 22000 a year. Plus being a homeowner and uh, being a UK resident for at least five years. Um so the thing is like even if my mom lived in England with me I still couldn't she still couldn't be my guarantor. So obviously I don't have any adults who can be a guarantor for me at the moment and um well that because of that I uh, really struggled to find a place with any sort of um letting agent. So I needed to look through like more private landlords. But the problem with them is that um, it's either they either expect you to pay way more 
or they live out of town and obviously I want to live close to town because that's where I work and the other issue is also that very often um, I, I came across like a lot of people men in their like 40s who were looking for like a young female <laughs> yeah. to live in a f- you know in a, like in the ad on spare room you, it would be like young female you know looking for a young female to live with me and they would offer you like you can pay like 150 for rent and that's it that's all i require you to do <laughs> And sure. And it's it's fucking That sounds creepy. like a great deal. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Like this one guy messaged me saying like um if you can take care of my dog and of my house then you can just pay 100 a month and uh, we're going to be good and I was like no. <laughs> yeah, I know what that <laughs> just, means, just mate. <laughs> no, thank you. I know um, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um What about the deal you give me money? And <laughs> I live in a house and you move out. I yeah. stay with the dog. And you just pay for me to live in that house without you. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the deal I can do. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's been really hard to find anything. I am in right now in a better situation because I have found a place. And I am going through referencing program, like the process, referencing process at the moment. So hopefully it will be settled soon. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was very stressful as well. Because most of those places also, when they do, like, when they don't expect you to have a guarantor, they're like, well, we're going to do this referencing process. So you pay £400 up front for the first month of rent. And then if you go through the referencing process, then this is gonna go towards your first rent but if not then it's not payable you know like we're not paying it back yeah that's actually illegal though to do that yeah but i don't is it yeah you're not allowed to, that's that came in a few years ago with renters like they can't you can't be charged anything just for the process of moving into a place because it used to have a thing like um well you had to pay like admin fees and stuff it was like 200 pound for this 100 pound for that when you first moved into a place renting and they scrapped all of that a few years ago. Yeah, that's to like why benefit the so the, the the cost had to come from the landlord side as opposed to the renter's side. Yeah, but now that's why they're sneaky about this. And now this is a money that is like set to be for the referencing process. Hmm. So it's not for you moving in; it's for the referencing. Yeah, that's still illegal though. That well, that's most of the parties do it though. Well, most of illegal. the letting agents I've been with there have been doing that. And that's why I couldn't go through with the referencing processes most of the time because I don't have £400 that I could possibly lose. Yeah. Like, I oh, okay, I see. Right. So they can, they can get around it by saying, like, yeah, once it's over, you can have it back. Yeah, one, like, basically but what they're saying, like, once it's over, this money goes through your rent. Mm. But if you don't go through with that, then you're losing it, which... Like, what if I don't go through with the referencing process? What if in the referencing process, because I'm a foreigner, something goes wrong? You know, I don't have a safety net. Like, if I lose some money, I lose money. I don't have a source to ask for more money. Like, I don't have family relatives or anyone who can, like, lend me money. And I'm not going to be asking my fucking uni friends for that because Mm. they 
they also don't have any. Because they're all poor. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, you know, I can borrow 50 quid from them for food if I'm starving, but, you know, it's not like I can borrow 400 quid from them if something happens. And no, who would, who would lend their mate 400 quid? <laughs> <laughs> Some absolute idiot, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. That's the thing. It's just one of them things. Like the system's so rigged against you all the time with things like that, where you're just trying to you're trying to do all the right things, go yeah. through the right methods, but you always just get fucked somehow, and it's just so frustrating. Especially when you're like, you'll look back on this time and you'll be like, right, that was really annoying, but at least it's over. But like, you're you're so well, people people always say that like oh you'll look back and you'll be like oh that was annoying but at least i'm through it but like people always forget when you're in the fucking situation yeah it's just so annoying when the you're waiting for other people because also like when you're applying for that something and now like you're in it now where you're waiting for them to come back to you you're you're now putting your trust in other people all the time yeah. to come back to you with your with the solution and that's what that's what pisses me off so much about those situations when you have to give away the um the the power of the situation to other yeah, people like you're not in control in any way yeah sorry yeah control that's a better word for it not power <laughs> i mean to be fair um this is not the first time i'm in a situation where like the the system and the bureaucratic side of everything is fucking me over because i'm a foreigner um the first time that happened it was when i was 19 and i lived in london yeah i was uh, stuck in this never-ending cycle um literally didn't know how to fucking get out of it um so basically it was uh, still before brexit but it was once it was already ruled out that it's gonna happen yeah um so a lot of things were happening but nothing was like official um at the time but basically so I moved to London to live with this family as an au pair. Um, what is that for anyone listening? Oh yeah, who so doesn't know what an au pair is? <laughs> au pair is um, it's like a live-in nanny. Um, yeah, it's like a live-in nanny. You take care of the children, and the family. Um, like you don't pay for accommodation, you live with them. So they they are basically. You know, making sure that you have where to live, you have food to eat and everything. And they also pay you, like, um, some sort of, like, pocket money allowance kind of a thing. It's not official or anything. Uh, at least I thought it's not. Because <laughs> uh, there's, like, websites where you can find it. And uh, usually it's, um, it's just an agreement between the family and the person. Because um, the money that you earn... So I was paid 120 a week. Yeah. Right. So it's like four hundred eighty a month. Um. So obviously it's it's not like a lot of money, but at the same time you don't have to pay any rent, you don't pay any bills, you don't pay for food as well. So all of that money goes to you. Yeah. So it's not like a bad agreement, and um, and obviously it's a nice experience because you actually get to live with like a British family and um, experience their culture like firsthand. Um. But um, but yeah, basically. So even if you're registered as a no pair, you s- you don't pay taxes. So it's not technically illegal to not be a registered au pair. Yeah. But technically it is. <laughs> so. Mm. Uh, I didn't know at the time, and the family that I was with, they had au pairs before, um, but 
they never mentioned that I should be registered with like au pair agency or anything. So I wasn't. So I lived in their house, but that was nowhere to be found in any paperwork. So once my contract was coming to an end and I wanted to move out um, to live on my own, like in London, to rent some room or whatever. um, Well... I couldn't (laughs) because most of the people who were about to rent me anything they needed approval employment or anything which I didn't have because I couldn't get a job because I didn't have a national insurance number yeah and I couldn't get a national insurance number because in order to get it you need a proof of address and I did not have that because I didn't have a place to live and here we go Mm. into the never-ending cycle of what do I get first? How do I get it? And also, if you're being paid for 180 a month, there's only so much money you can save if you also want to, like... Do stuff. Do stuff, exactly. So live, the, I, live in the London lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, I did manage to save quite a lot of money. Obviously, I don't have any of that now because I spent it all when I was in at uni. But... <laughs> yeah. I, How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I did manage to save some money because I'm, I'm quite, I think, reasonable with money and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's just... Other it, than buying sweet foods. But. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> But it was not enough to rent something in London. Like, we're talking about London, right? So there's only so much you can save with 480 a month for a London prices yeah. house, you know, or room or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I was stuck in the cycle and that's why I had to leave London when my contract finished and I had to go back to Poland. And I was about to well, come back to England. I even had a job lined up and everything. My flight was supposed to be on 14th of March. That was 2020. Oh, yes. Coronavirus. 
I don't know. You have to fill people in on what that is. The man who might not have Jagger. If someone doesn't know what coronavirus is, <coughs> then I'm very jealous. So, so right. So, just as COVID kicked off, you were about to come into the UK, and then, then it was you came. Yeah. Yeah. My um, <laughs> our flight was cancelled. We had uh, we had like because I was supposed to move with my friend Victor at the time, and um, we were we were supposed to move to some fucking fact uh, some somewhere nearby Liverpool. I think like it was like somewhere around Liverpool, Manchester, um, and there was like a factory that offered like a live-in accommodation. So you you work there and you you live there as well. And we thought that it's a great idea to just go there, have a space to like, you know, punch in <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. and then just get some money to move out of there and find like actual jobs and like whatever. Um, so that was the idea and we were supposed to move together, but then everything was lined up. Like, like I said, we had plane tickets already and then, yeah, um, beginning of March, everything in Poland closed up and then our flight was cancelled like three days later, I think. So like, I think on 6th of March, we were told that like, we're not going anywhere. And on 14th, we were supposed to have the flight, so like eight days. I was like, you know, I, I had some of my stuff already prepared to be packed and everything. Because I, I thought I'm like fully on moving to England again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It just sounds like fucking annoying. Situation. Yeah, it was. And then I had to work in a fucking flower shop because that was the only job available in my hometown at the moment in Poland. Because my my uh, boss didn't care about COVID, so she was just like, "Yeah, I'm not closing down. <laughs> I just need people right. to work." Did she get in trouble? No, they didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I was gonna say flowers don't sound like a key worker shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were closed for a while, but um, I started working there in like May, so it was two months after mm. uh, the initial start of COVID. So that was when. The first lockdown in Poland was like already lifted, and it was like just social distancing, masks, and everything. But yeah. Um, but it wasn't like a lockdown, lockdown. But yeah, so I worked there, and in the meantime, I was also applying to university because I decided that this is now my only option to get back to England. And so I applied to uni, and I got in all of the unis that I applied for. <laughs> Because I had quite good, you know, exam results. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And now I'm here. Two years later. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Damn, what a story. What a coming to the UK story. Yes. Um, now, what what is your story about coming to the UK? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> when did born, you move? When did you move to the UK? I was born in the UK. And oh, I've been so here ever since, in the same, roughly the same spot, actually. I'm, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> like a few miles away from where I was born. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, is that supposed to like play music? Well, it's just I just thought it'd be fun for us to watch because it's just a, just watch some fish. kind of visual. It's fun yeah. to watch while you're telling your story, wasn't it, about the f- watching the fish? Right. You watching the fish? Yeah, I'm watching the fish. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what's going on where the coffee shop where you work then? Um, I <laughs> are you um talking about what I think you're talking about or just the general situation? I don't know. I'm just trying to make conversation. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, well, we yeah we're um. So I joined the team in a very weird time because um I joined the team a month before we were closing down an install, and opening a new one so now we're in this transition week where the old store is already closed but the new one is still not open so tomorrow i'm going up for seven hours mm. to fucking clean clean the dust yeah <laughs> so people can have coffees in a clean fucking store yeah a clean store we were there yesterday it's very very pink is it very pink Jesus, how pink it is. You have no idea how pink it is. I'm excited to see it. I'm not excited no, to see you're it. No, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're never going to be there. All of those. I'm not going to say which chain it is, just out of uh, privacy concerns. I'm pretty don't. sure I already said. Did you? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> There's some, it may or may not be unrelated to the same chain you said earlier. <laughs> it might be a slightly different competitor. Starbucks. Say. <laughs> it might be that. It's uh, it's one of those big chains, but not Starbucks and not Cafe Nero. Is Cafe Nero a chain? Yes. What about Cafe Republic? No. Is that a chain? Uh, yes, I think it is. But small shops. They need to just s- close them all down. That's what I say. You know, there's like, we in the in the town. Sorry, in the city that we live in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got we're living in a, in a town that recently city. got made into a city. <laughs> And uh, like every other shop, it's unbelievable how many coffee shops there are. Like how how do they have the? Is it just like a money laundering situation? No. Because like how can they have the same? Because it's not like there's a finite amount of coffee drinkers in one town. Why do they need so many outlets? Well, no, but um, chain, you know, chain stores work differently because chain stores will always have clientele no matter what, even if they're in a town. You know, in the end, people sometimes just pop in before work to get a tea. It's not. That's because people are people are this like brand worship. Yeah, and fucking um, brand worship. You know, if they, you know, if it's in a town center where my coffee store is, um, people just you know before work they will pop in. Um, in the middle of the work they'll pop in for lunch, and after work they might pick up something you know for like an afternoon snack or God whatever. Damn. I think all the money that's accumulating. I mean, yeah, we are making like three thousand a day. Really? Yeah. You should probably shouldn't tell the company secrets on this podcast. No, it's not really a secret. We're making three thousand a day. Yeah. Around on on like a busy day, obviously. But. Yeah, well, I just think it's also coffee. Like, start. Have you had Starbucks coffee? I hate Starbucks. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's yeah. It it's, just tastes bad. I don't know what what coffee is worse when you get it from Starbucks, like a normal black coffee. Because it's just fucking shit. It's just bad quality grind. Yeah. Or if it's like if you get one of the, you know, signature drinks that is supposed to be like sweet, like ice latte or whatever. Or I think they call it ice macchiato, which doesn't fucking make sense because macchiato means something actually, guys. What does macchiato mean? Uh, macchiato in a Italian tradition is a espresso with a very very, f- like drop of very foamy milk inside of it. Oh. 
So it's a very small little thing. But if you go to fucking Starbucks and you ask for caramel macchiato, you're going to get a caramel iced latte with, I think, whipped cream on top. Oh, so that's just wrong. <laughs> that is just wrong, yes. Because in the end, Starbucks is American, so it's just, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, Starbucks, when you, you go to Starbucks and you're like, okay, I'm in the mood for like sweet caramelized latte or whatever, you just get the most, it's just, first of all, the whole cup is filled with ice. <laughs> it's yeah. just ice. And it's so sweet. Um, I had a, one of the people who work with me on Co- in Costa at the moment, they used to work in Starbucks before. And apparently they put like six pumps of like syrup inside. As a brand standard. Six? Six. That's like half a cup. No, it's not. But it's... Well, it's... um, I don't... Dog's barking. Yeah. I, dog. I don't know how big their pumps are, but the ones we have in Costa are 10 milliliters. So if they're the same, it means that you have 60 milliliters of fucking syrup in there. Yeah. It's insane. Don't be diabetic. Yeah. That's just a good piece of advice, actually. <laughs> just don't be diabetic. Don't be diabetic. Um, don't have heart attacks. Yeah, that is a good piece of advice for you. Yeah, I just uh, it's just it just seems unbelievable that there needs to be so many coffee shops. I don't know. Just, I mean, they're more popular than anything else in town. Well, think about how many coffee shops in town. Oh, sorry, in the city um, <laughs> that we live in right now are not branded. You have uh, Portos, which is very very good. Yeah. They should pay us for this promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you have that one b- between Poundland and uh, uh, St. Helena. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, I know the one. 99 I don't know. I don't know what their names are. They yeah, but the there same. is one. I think that's unbranded In, uh, one. Our town just goes coffee shop, uh, coffee shop, Turkish barbers, coffee shop, <laughs> coffee Turkish. shop, coffee shop, maybe a pub and then a coffee vape, shop. Vape store. Oh, yeah, vape store. Two other Turkish barbers. Yeah. Kebab. Yeah. Another kebab. Another yeah. kebab. Continental store. Two more barbers. Oh, and bubble tea stores. Yeah. There's a bubble yeah, bubble tea store. There's now like an Asian supermarket. I mean, we're probably just describing every town in just in in <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, um within the last year there has been three new bubble tea stores open. What is bubble tea? I don't even know what it is. Well, is it just like gross w- Asian drink? <laughs> it's not, no. Um, it's actually it's uh, called boba tea, and um, so it's basically tea with um, milk or whatever. But you can also have flavored tea. But this is considered a misdemeanor <laughs> for right. for all the boba tea lovers. And it's with like um, those boba bubbles, like those bowls, which yeah. is basically just like a sugar glucose kind of jelly. Yeah. Uh, usually made from like either brown sugar, white sugar, whatever, and it's just that. And, it's and those balls, the stuff that looks like frog spawn. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, the the original boba tea is quite nice because it's like just um another version. It's basically as if you ordered like an iced coffee, but you get iced tea instead. But right. like the drinks looks very similar. Yeah. It's just that it has those boba teas, like boba balls inside of it. Then when it comes to being weird is when you order like a lychee pineapple green tea with um, mango bubbles, (laughs) you know, and um, 
that's what that's what's like Americanized about it, and that's why it's called bubble tea, because Americans took it and called it bubble tea instead of boba. Because boba bo- fat. Boba fat. No, we're not talking about Star Wars. You can talk yeah. about it with your internet friend. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. If you want to tell the story about your internet friend. Oh, oh yeah, right. So the other night. We're just like, I'm about to go to sleep, I guess. No, no. He was committing carrot cake slander. That's what was happening. Anna was like, do you want something to eat? I'm like, all right. So I had a donut and she had a piece of carrot cake. And I don't actually hate carrot cake. I was just sort of leaning into it a bit. And I was just saying how much it tastes like shit. So I went on Instagram and I just put on my story. (laughs) Just carrot right. cake tastes terrible and then i get like 20 no you exactly said carrot cake can go in the bin yes that's this yeah <laughs> if you want to be specific so i put i put carrot cake needs to go in the bin and then i got about legit like eight messages from people like what are you talking about that's not very nice so I, thought, I, was, I don't get this many messages when i put up like a really funny <laughs> funny thing on instagram so yeah whatever so we're, i'm joking about that and then um, I thought it'd be funny to go on Twitch and like look for someone to try who has a low view rate and get them to say to ask them if they like carrot cake or not, just for fucking whatever, no real reason. And I I find this kid on YouTube video. What? Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Because before you start talking about the kid, I just want to mention that he got onto a live of some American lady who was in a fucking hospital. And she was talking about why is she in the hospital, why is she sick and everything. <laughs> and people were like, oh, I'm praying for you. I hope you're all right. And he's like, do you like carrot cake? Yeah. And she actually started responding yeah, to him. Yeah, she was like, do we like carrot cake? Like she would say to yeah. her husband, do we like carrot cake? Do we like carrot cake, Glenn? Yeah. He's like, I don't like carrot cake. <laughs> I like Reese's cups. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay. Yeah. That was such uh, a you answer. Yeah. Though. So, oh. so I was like, damn, yeah. So anyway, so I find this kid and he's he's doing like a Star Wars Lego unboxing and I'm watching his stream. I asked him if he likes carrot cake and he's like, oh, it's so... So he's like, no, I don't really like carrot cake or whatever. And then he's like, oh, it's so cool that I have company. And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm the only viewer. Yeah. <laughs> Just me and this kid uh, while he's doing his little Star Wars Lego unboxing. And it's like, at this point, it's like one one thirty a.m. And you're getting completely fucked off with me oh, just yeah. watching this kid. So I was so tired. I was at work for nine hours that day, and I was just fucking just just. And he's you're, talking about like Star to, Wars to him, and he's like actually engaging. Yeah, you're in trying the to fall asleep, and I'm like, did you like Rise of Skywalker? He's like, yeah, I like Rise of Skywalker, but I didn't like most of the Disney stuff. Like, imagine that on like phone full volume. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, well, which which one of that um, uh, main trilogy do you like the most? Because um, obviously, like... <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Empire Strikes Back. And he's like, oh, yeah, good choice, yeah. Good choice, yeah. But obviously, Revenge of Six. Yeah, and like, and uh, I'm so unself-aware. Like, this is why I have, I wake up with chest... This is karma the other night for the chest pain. <laughs> that's why I should have got that night for the Star Wars kid thing. Um, I should have totally just been like right so, yeah need to turn this off now Anna's very tired I'm also very tired but no I didn't have any foresight to do such a thing I just kept watching this fucking child <laughs> no he was 20 he wasn't even a child yeah, he said he, he was, was 20 in college he was 20 he said he he said he was yeah 20 and he was making a Star Wars fucking boom rat 
schnauzer or whatever the fuck it's called. I remember you, you asked him, um, no, no, sorry, he asked you, oh, how did you find my, how did you find my life, blah, blah, blah. And you said, oh, I was just uh, trying to make my girlfriend laugh. And I was just going through, like, random blah, blah, blah. And he <laughs> I think he said, oh, you have a girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he? I have to watch oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I was like, dude, well, stop making... I mean, with all due respect, but, but like, if if you could continue... <laughs> Hey man, he's living his best. Li- he's doing his dream, <laughs> all right. He's in his basement and he's making Lego, and he's doing it live to no one, <laughs> which mean, isn't that far removed from what we're fair, doing he was now. A, he was very, very nice. Like I, w- I would probably enjoy having a conversation with him, but it's just uh, let's get him on. Get get the fuck out of the basement, dude. <laughs> get a nice backdrop maybe no i'm not being horrible to him he's doing his thing no he's no it was cool i mean he's, he's trying to make lego you can tell that he's fucking into it you like, can tell he, he loves star wars he loves star wars he loves the legos because he was he was also showing every piece like he would you would ask him a question he would respond and then he would interrupt himself yeah with the response to be like oh we also have this piece here and he's like yeah. showing the piece from every side and i'm like Wow, yeah, that is like, dedication. Yeah, I did like Bill Burr on a Mandalorian, but oh my god, look at this four square <laughs> piece. You know, you don't get many of these lightsaber handles in the standard box, like, <laughs> like. And then he's like, "But yeah, I did like Bill Burr in Mandalorian." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I follow. I follow him now. I think he's doing a live tonight, but his because it's in America, it's like one a.m. I'm not gonna fucking yeah. stay up to watch it. Plus, I'll go for I'll go for blood tests tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> late for my blood test I was watching a kid besides I'm here you're Lego. not watching him yeah. again <laughs> you get, you get flashbacks <laughs> get a PTSD Star Wars kid flashbacks right well I, we should probably go see what this dog is barking about maybe we'll do another podcast later if we could think of more topics <laughs> cool alright thank you everybody I don't know if there'll be an outro or an intro because I'm recording this on Audacity and I don't know how to use it so, because I had to unsubscribe from all the Adobe softwares because they were too expensive, <laughs> and I wasn't using them. They were like twenty pound a month. Yeah, oh, I've already, I've already much, been into this. How much was cancellation fee? <laughs> well, I didn't. If realize. you want to know, check out his previous book. <laughs> yeah, from a year and a half ago. <laughs> all right. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.